listening to Habs Culture, a Montreal Canadiens podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Habs Culture and on Twitter at Habs underscore culture to stay on track with news and updates. It is currently midnight. The Montreal Canadiens just won 3-2 to two in Game 3 at the Bell Center against the Vegas Golden Knights. This doesn't happen often, as you can tell. Usually we record Friday afternoons. It's Friday night. Well, actually, now it's going to be Saturday in a minute. The Habs won after being outshot. I don't even want to look from the third period. They got absolutely demolished regulation time when it comes to shots on goals. Fleury had a bit of a howler. Habs come out. Anderson, two goals. This is the Habs Culture Podcast. It's episode 17. My name is Mark Anthony Bertaggia. I'm alongside Justin Schwartz. We have our good friend Liam Baum joining us right now on the podcast. And we're live on Instagram. Because why not? We want to see what our followers and Habs fans have to say. I lost my voice a little bit. But I think both of these guys here with me right now know that regardless of the play through 60 minutes or even through maybe 75 minutes, they took a W. And it was so nice to see Josh Anderson score two goals. He's my favorite player, and I've been roasted for praising him. And, it fi- and I use this word all the time, but it, fin- it finally came to fruition. And now no one can chirp me. But I'm excited. 2-1 against that strong team, or that Vegas team. Another game in Montreal with the opportunity of extending that series lead. No comment. Easy business. Oh my god. This, my voice cracked. I, I lost my voice. Yeah, we yelled a, a lot We today. yelled a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Overall, I think Vegas played a solid game. Right, they they shot a lot, got in front of Price. I had a feeling the Habs were gonna steal this one. I didn't think Flurry was gonna misplay the puck like that. Have a, have a feeling, but I want to hear what our guest. Ha- I want to hear what our guest has to say, because it's always nice to see it from a different perspective. Oh, definitely. Because at the end of the day, the people on the live, the people listening to us on our website, on Spotify, on Apple Music, hear our opinion day in and day out, or week in and week out, and maybe they're getting a little tired of it. So having an outside perspective <laughs> might be a little nice. So my question to you, Liam. Hold is, on. Sorry. Before Liam starts, last time Liam was on the show, he had a very hot take. Which was? It was about Taylor Hall. <laughs> what, what was it? Going to Montreal. Was it that? <laughs> I think it was. So welcome back, Liam. Welcome back after your hot take. I think there's a reason we didn't bring you back. <laughs> it was the trade deadline preview episode, so it's been a while. I mean, the Habs were definitely in a different spot at that point. I'm actually curious what their record was at the trade deadline. It was probably horrible. You know what's crazy, though? And I want to hear your guys' opinion on this. And I said it before. But three and a half months ago, three to four months ago, I think I was watching the worst hockey I've ever watched. In terms of play, in terms of coaching style, in terms of the whole nine yards. I, I, don't, I don't want to go into the little details. And now all of a sudden, I think it's quite possibly the best hockey. I mean, aside from the... Th- this game was a little sloppy. I think we can all agree on that. But 
in these past 10 games, I think this is some of the best hockey I've ever watched from this team. And, and it, it truly makes me excited and happy and proud to be a Habs fan. Ladies and gentlemen, the Montreal Canadiens are two wins away from a Stanley Cup final. That's insane to me. The last That's time insane. that happened was 1993. It's a long time ago. And again, we're not going to get ahead of ourselves. We're not going to get ahead of ourselves. But it was a very important win. A game that I don't think they deserve to win. They played an amazing overtime, however. I did like the way they play. They were fast, aggressive. No more dump and chase. A little bit tonight, though. A little bit. Dump and chase? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm talking about overtime. There was none of that. Oh, sorry. Absolutely. During the game, 100% just Their dump it. Their whole game style and game script flipped. Well, the tying goal was dump and chase. Right, but there was no forecheck, really. It kind of just happened that Flurry, like you said, gaffed and gave up the puck. Okay, these voice cracks have to stop. And I, I'm losing my voice. It sucks, but I'm losing my voice here. I, I, I don't know. I, I Look, I just... There's I, not I, much to say here. There, so there's not much to say. I think the reason that we're going live, quite frankly, is because every time we record, it's two or three days later, and we don't really get the opportunity to see raw live emotions. And this is what we're seeing right now. And look, I mean, people watching on live might not think that we're, you know, we're excited enough, but we are. We, we showed it when they scored that overtime goal. Now, on the live, you can see a David DeArnay jersey in the background, courtesy of Liam Baum. Liam, do you want to explain that jersey? Because Yeah, please do, because it, it needs explaining. <laughs> I mean, there's not too much to explain about it. I brought the jersey out. I think it was, I think the Leafs were up uh, like probably 2-1 at this point. I tweeted about it. You can go check it out if you want, but anyways. What's your handle? Liam Baum 9 okay, You cool. want to go check me out on Twitter, but... <laughs> Anyways, I brought the jersey out, hoping it would bring some good luck. I was wearing a different Habs jersey. Clearly wasn't working at the time. Darren a has always been, you know, just a player that uh, I, I wouldn't say I really admire, but, you know, he was a special player to the Habs in a way. I really hope he's not a player you <laughs> admire, but keep going. <laughs> no, like, he wasn't a player I admire, but he was, a, he was just a player. I bought his jersey. Anyways, I brought it out, and ever since then, I mean, the Habs ended up losing game four against Toronto, but I brought it out, and... And I mean, now they're in the semifinals and they're up 2-1 and I'm going to continue to wear it. That, that's just, that's what it is. That's just the way it goes. And I mean, we have some superstitions too. I haven't moved my Suzuki jersey. I haven't moved it an inch. I wore my Kotkaniemi jersey last game and they yeah, lost. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know I what's did, wrong with you. I trimmed my beard and they won last game. Why, you were getting too embarrassed that it didn't look too good? I didn't like it. And then I was re-listening to our episode and... I asked you how it looked, and you said, "Oh, it's not bad." I mean, I look. I knew you were lying. Well, what do you want me to say? Yeah, I know. I mean, you've continued to wear the Suzuki shirt. I will never take the Suzuki so. jersey off, uh, shirt off ever. And I mean, is that Suzuki jersey still upstairs? It is absolutely upstairs. Okay. It is on that little kind of bench thing, and uh, I'm not moving it because they've won nine out of their last ten. Played solid hockey. I don't have anything to say, man. I don't know. I'm buzzing. I, one thing I just want to say is Come closer. we should we should just congratulate Luke uh, Richardson, oh, our, our oh, head coach. Oh, yeah, for sure. Tonight. I think we should give him some credit. Our interim, interim head coach. <laughs> well, I don't know if Ducharme's the interim anymore. Where's Kirk when we need him? This is crazy, though. It's crazy. Everything's just happening too fast for me. The fact that we're up 2-1 against Vegas blows my mind. I felt like we just 
won game one against the Leafs. It's going by way too fast. And like you said last episode, we got to soak it in. Because this doesn't happen every year. Two wins away from a Stanley Cup final could be, or making it to the Stanley Cup final could be once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah. I know it sounds crazy. A lot of people said at, at the start of the year that this team was playoff built. And as the season went on, I mean, at the start of the season, the Habs were a very good team. It started very well. And then as the season went on, they, they clearly did not like play well. And, and now look at them. They're just proving themselves right now. They're, they're clearly a playoff team. They had 14 overtime losses or whatever, for overtime and shootout losses. And you can see how overtime is clearly superstar built. But the Habs, they're a, they're a gritty playoff team. They're here to win those battles. And, you know, they play that dump and chase game, even though we don't love watching that. It's just how they play. And, you know, it paid off tonight. And, and they're playing the best hockey they've played in the last, what, five years? And just to touch on what you said, I mean, it kind of just expands a little bit and goes into a little bit more detail. But the Habs roster consists of those types of players. Gallagher. Anderson, Dano, Evans, Lekkinen. I mean, Evans isn't in the lineup, but regardless, these types of players, I'm not, I'm not going to include Suzuki, Toffoli, Caulfield, because those guys, to me, are, are the skilled line of our team. But those other nine forwards provide something that a lot of other teams do not are, or are not capable of providing. Even a team like Vegas. They have the Nick Roy. They have the Colasar. And they have the, the, the Tuck and the... The Carlson, I can go on and on, but those guys do not provide that same gritty and aggressive style that the Habs provide. And I think that's the turning point in this series. But you know what else is the turning point in this series? If you don't get this, if you don't get what I'm thinking, if you are not, if we are not on the same page telepathically, then I don't think we can continue this podcast. Is it, is it serious or? It is absolutely serious. It's serious. There's one other guy. Literally one other guy. I know what it is. I, th- I think it's the man we paid ten point five million for. I think it's who Ben Chirot? Mm. <laughs> Are you talking right, about yeah. Josh Anderson? Stop. Are you talking about Thomas Tatar? Because he played. He skated in warm up. He skated in warm up, and I think that helped the team more, like morale wise. You know, get this guy out there. See the fans. The Bell Center looked amazing tonight. Can you get to the point? Because I know you know who I'm talking about. Are you serious? I don't. Unless, he just unless said you're talking about Carey Price. But I thought Carey Price the obvious choice. Carey Price throughout the series and throughout the whole playoffs has been the obvious choice. Right. But the, the difference is for me is that throughout the course of the season, and I am a victim of this, of giving him a lot of grief for his play in the regular season. And I think oh. a lot of people can agree with me. But now I think it's time to appreciate what he's given us because next year, next season, when it goes back to regular play and Price takes his game down a notch potentially... We're going to hear those same comments, but let's remember this. Let's I don't think we remember what he's done. No, absolutely. You don't know. You don't know that. They shouldn't. This guy's an absolute wall. And honestly, it, it's not even a surprise anymore when he makes a crazy save. So I kind of put him out of the equation because we know he's the GOAT and he's this team. So when we're talking about game changers, like I know Carey Price is the game changer. But like in this game... He was a game changer regardless. He was, yeah, yeah. Because but he always sa- is. Because that save yeah, was yeah. a TSN turning point. He always is. Right? We both know that, that, if, if, that goal, if that goal goes in and they go up 3-1. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, Every I- game, he's the game changer. And then there's that one guy, like now it was Josh Anderson. Or even Paul Byron. You know what I mean? But Carey Price is always that guy. For sure. 
I don't know. I'm just so excited because, I mean, I don't really have to explain myself, do I? Before we move on, let me just mention our our sponsors. Our, our sponsors, sponsors here. So once again, shout out to World's Best Media on Instagram, Nick Franco. You'll hear it every time I say it because it's right. It's true. It takes the best pictures, the best videos. He's really good at it. So hit him up, check him out, check his videos. And yeah, world's best media on Instagram without the O. And secondly, we would like to take the time to shout out our good friends at Signature Pro. They have put weekly memorabilia charity auctions that include a variety of items with star bids of $10, $5, and even $1. Every Friday auctions begin, which last till the following Wednesday at 8 p.m., and 15% of the proceeds are donated to a new charity every week. Since the beginning of 2021, They've given back $2,046 per week. Make sure to visit them at signaturepro.bidandraise.com to start bidding now. That's signaturepro.bidandraise.com. Other than Carey Price, other than Josh Anderson, maybe a guy who wasn't even on the score sheet. Who do you... Sorry. <laughs> you good? Yes, but I'm losing my voice, so it sounds Yeah, like that's fine. I was just trying to clear my throat. Sorry. Who do you think had the biggest impact on the ice? I want to hear all your opinions. And we'll start with Liam so that you can, Justin, well, you can drink some water or whatever you're drinking. Um, do you want me to go? Yeah. I, I don't, I, you said other than who? Sorry, Josh Anderson and who? Carey Price. Because Josh Anderson scored twice. He scored twice and please. Carey Price, every game he's the MVP. Give so. me a second though. Because I'm not going to let it slide either. I really do want to give a lot of credit to Josh Anderson. I do. Yeah, yeah. And I've been an advocate for his play all season. He's had his slump since since the, the first game of the Leaf series, right? But I truly think that he is a playoff player. He is a player that knows how to play our style, is perfect for our team. And I think going forward, I'm more than happy to have him as a part of our roster. So we had a bit of technical difficulties there. So I'm going to ask the question again. So you're probably going to hear a cut in the audio. Something went wrong on the computer. So what was my question? Oh, yeah. It was other than the guys who put up points. So like Josh Anderson. And Price. And, and Price. other than Price. He didn't put up right. any points. But other than Price yeah, and know. Josh Anderson, who's a guy that stepped up tonight? You have a guy? Yeah. I have one. I'll go right away. But I mean, just looking at the minutes played right now, like Dano played 23 minutes. He plays 441 shorthanded. I mean, he's clearly not the most offensive guy, but you know, he, he makes a big imp- impact. He he has the most faceoffs won in this game. He has the best percentage in this game. 77. Yeah, th- that's unheard of. Almost 78% on his faceoffs. He clearly has a huge impact on this team and I d- I don't want to go too far into this, but I mean, he's proving why he deserves a big contract. I don't know. Am I wrong about no, that? No, you're not wrong at all. I actually really do agree with you. I mean, I don't have this. I don't have the same guy as you, but I absolutely do agree. And one thing that I do notice is that when he is on the ice, again, like you said, he's not flashy. He doesn't produce offensively necessarily, but his ability to take away shooting lanes, passing lanes, he knows where they're going to be before they do. Like he knows where the other team's going to be before they do. So we gave that, him a lot of hate. At we, the did, start of the, we did. We did because well, he went on that streak where he couldn't score. Well, then and again, he was just playing horribly. But keep in mind, right? He had zero goals scored. He really wasn't playing his game, and now he he's now he feels a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. 
But the guy that I'm going to say is another guy who I've given way too much slack to, and that's Ben Sherratt. Okay. I really do believe that tonight, not only did, not only was he able to get the puck out of the zone and clear the, clear the, clear the defensive zone and make sure that, for the most part, the puck was not getting too close to Carey Price, but I think also that his ability to step up at the blue line and make sure to take the puck away a lot quicker than usual and not get back on his heels and let them attack him was very impressive to me, especially from a guy that I don't expect that to happen. So, look, I'm going to give it to him this game, and I like his play, and I hope he keeps it up because he's had a few good series here. I'm going to go with a guy that throughout, what, 15, 14 episodes, we did not like his play, and we gave it to him. Like, we were clear in how we didn't like the way he was playing, and that man is Shea Weber. I don't think he's getting enough credit for what he's been doing on the ice. He's been logging a lot of minutes. I think he hit 30. Do you guys have the do you guys have the time? Yeah. How much he played? He played 31. So oh, yeah. I'm sorry, that was Sherrod. Uh he Weber, hit over 30. Yeah, he played 31 as well. Yeah, Shea Weber in this series has been extremely reliable. And I think also throughout the whole playoffs he's been the Shea Weber we're used to. Unlike in the regular season, where he was just the type of bear you want to hug and not the type of bear you want to run away with. Right. Run, run, not away with, but run away from. <laughs> I hope you're not <laughs> running away with me, bro. <laughs> <I> really... <laughs> anyway. Um, it's I... really night. It's really late at night. Yeah, it is really late. Like, we but... can't even string sentences together. <laughs> I just, I really need to point it out on the live. Frank is your, if I'm not my mistaken, uncle. your uncle, yeah. he's really stressing Suzuki's play and I have to, and I have to give it to him because at the end of the day, Suzuki's creativity and his ability to create plays in tight spaces and not only in tight spaces, but with this defensive core in Vegas, who is constantly pressing and constantly giving forwards a hard time. He's able to make these plays under high pre- in high pressure situations. And we do have to give him credit because he's a sec, he's a sophomore sophomore in this league and he's really showing that he's able to compete at this level regardless of the op- of the opponent he's matching up against guys who've been in the league for what, i'd like to say over what not 10 years but you know the experienced guys anyways he's 21 years old and the he's, Pet- the, sorry to cut you off but the petrangelo the yeah. theodore um stone, and then the stone Pacioretty. the patch look those guys are experienced guys who know how to win in the playoffs and suzuki's showing that he can counter whatever they they provide right so I'm, I'm, I'm all around satisfied. And again, I think a lot of people will look at this game and say, you know what? They were playing on their heels the whole game. They were not providing any shots, no offense. But at the end of the day, they came out the win with the win. And at the end of the day, that's what the playoffs are about. We've seen teams constantly steal games when, they do, when they're not deserving of it. And that swings the series tremendously. So, I'm Well, look at it this way. If you look at the score sheet, you had Caulfield with a goal, Suzuki with an assist, and Kotkaniemi with an assist. Two very important assists. And a very important goal. These guys know how to perform in the playoffs. Kotkaniemi's 20 years old. Suzuki's, what, 21? Caulfield's 21? These guys are performing in the playoffs at a young age. So who knows what they're going to do in four years. I'd much rather they perform in the playoffs than in the regular season. But they have to show that they're a team that can compete at every level. Or, sorry, every 
not every level, but I mean at every stage of the season because and, yeah. you don't want to be like the Leafs who are only able to perform in the regular season, but you also don't want to be a team that only performs in the in the postseason because at the end of the day, to be in the postseason, you have to perform in the regular season. And if you're not willing to do that, the, the, I'm not going to say the Habs got lucky, but they're playing in a, in, a, in a league this year where in a normal year, they're not making the playoffs. So yeah. with that being said, you kind of have to take into account that this team could do damage and they have to make sure that they're able of getting there first. The Leafs were up 3-1. Stop, stop. You always do this. Oh, so can I... I forgot to stress it, though. Yeah. I really love Josh Anderson. Like, I'm a huge fan. I actually called his OT goal. I have you to, did. I have to... I so have shout to out your it. Twitter. I, I just have a quick question for you, Justin. I'm just curious. Would you rather Domi or Anderson right now? Stop, stop. I don't want to hear that question ever again. I'd say Galchenyuk. <laughs> I really... No, but at the end of the day, I called it. And you know what the crazy thing is, though? Listen to this. I called it... <laughs> Galchenyuk? No, oh. but for the past for the past three <laughs> games as well, I've said Josh Anderson opening goal, and that has not hit. So I, I I finally got it. I think Josh Anderson's like the Walmart version of Nate Bolia. Stop. I mean, looks wise, yes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, right? He's a good looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? I Anyways, mean, look, he's right. I, I'm giving credit where credit is due. Anyways, the Habs play Sunday. I think it's against the the Golden Knights. Tonight it was against the refs. Sunday should be against <laughs> the Golden Knights. That was bad. That was bad in overtime. Yeah. I want to hear what you guys have to... Well, I kind of know what you guys Harry should have... The, the, whoever... I think it was Marshall. So he, that, that's a four-minute right there. I'm sorry. That's a four-minute penalty. There was also Suzuki. I think that was in overtime. But yeah. Liam, didn't Marshall have something on his stick? I, all over Instagram, everyone's saying... He had a little bit of ketchup, ketchup. on his stick. Yeah. yeah. The, we clearly played the refs tonight. I mean... The Habs got outplayed in the first three periods. I'm, I'm going to be honest here, but we outplayed them in overtime. And at the end of the day, if you're able to cap, we, you know what's crazy though? Is that really before the game when we went on live, I emphasized that Vegas is able to capitalize on our mistakes. Tonight, we capitalize on theirs. That's just what happened. And that's what good hockey teams do. It's, it's the truth. Yep. If you're able to capitalize on your minimal, on the minimal mistakes that the other team makes, it just shows that I'm not, I'm going to say an elite goal scoring team, which we're not, but there's some there's some flashes of it for sure. Well, it, they clearly showed that mistakes will cost you the game. Vegas, I, in Montreal, the Eric Stahl play right there that that was a mistake that Vegas capitalized on. Um, but the Habs ended up capitalizing more on Vegas's mistakes at the end of the day, and they won overtime. They beat the refs, and yeah, that's a game three win. Now we promised it was going to be a quick episode. Well, we told ourselves that. Do you guys want to switch to? Next game predictions, lines, whatever. Well, Unless you have another topic. Tonight, but Sorry? My prediction didn't go as planned tonight. Neither did yours. <laughs> Mine did. Mine was completely off. What did you say again? I said <laughs> I said a goal from Thomas Tatar because I saw I saw him oh, skating stop. in a warm up. I'm like, this guy stop. this guy might hop in. My guy actually played tonight and did not <laughs> do anything. I mean I mean Who was your guy, Liam? Sherrod. Well, yeah, oh Sherrod. But, okay, but I did have a shutout from Price, but regardless of the fact well, that you said the S word. But he did have 43 saves. That's incredible. Okay, but that's incredible. Next time, say donut. Because <laughs> that's the word, right? If you don't want to say shut out, you just say donut. I don't donut. think you should say anything that relates to that word. That's just a jinx. Oh, that's have. true. Anyways, should we try and get our predictions for Sunday night? 8 o'clock at the Bell Center. Habs are up 2-1. The Leafs were up 3-1. Stop. <laughs> You're actually the worst. <laughs> the Habs are a different team this year. 
You mean this postseason? This postseason. This postseason. <laughs> because if I'm not mistaken, no, they, they were a different team in the regular season. <laughs> but yeah, for, no. Suns are a good team. They didn't play well. Well, the Suns played well. They did. DJ Smith. Anyways, Liam, you want to start with your prediction for Sunday night? I think it's going to be another close game. I'll give it to the Habs because they're elite at home. I'm not jinxing anything. It's going to be... <laughs> it's going to be a 3-1 win. Montreal, they're going to have an empty net. That's my prediction. And who scores the empty net? Tatar? Eric Stahl. Wow. That's well, that's... should we talk about that? Because if I'm, if I'm a young kid and I'm like, I want to learn how to make <laughs> tape-to-tape passes, if I'm the coach, if I'm the coach of this young kid, I tell him, well, look at this play. Eric Stahl tape-to-tape to Nick Waugh. And again, Stop. it was the wrong jersey color. A jokester. I didn't know this about you. It was the wrong jersey color, but a beautiful pass and a beautiful shot by Nick Waugh. He's from Quebec. All the Quebecers are scoring. It. Eric Nick- Stahl, man, tape to tape. I'm sorry, I have to point it out because you pointed it out, but Nick Waugh really he looks does. like Jonathan Drouet. He looks like Jonathan Drouet. No, that's I'm- Harrier. No, sorry? No, I think it's Harrier. Roy. Or no, Roy. it's Roy. Yeah. Whatever. Roy, yeah, yeah. Anyway. All I know... Is the Habs are up 2-1. The Habs are up 2-1. Let's, let's make it three. Let's please make it three. Because let's, if you make it yeah. three, one, that's a lot of pressure. One it's shift very at hard a time. to do that. One shift at a time. Right. One period at a did time. You give, did you, you gave your prediction? Yeah. What was it? He said 3-1. Three, three, oh, yes. Empty net. From Stahl. Um, from Stahl. Eric. I'm going to go with a power play goal from Eric Gustafson. <laughs> you see, this guy played four minutes. I think it was the third period. <laughs> yeah, but he gets so much power play time. <laughs> What did I he finish with? Minutes. Do you guys have it? Yeah. Uh, Seven big minutes. <laughs> Seven? Seven? Two of them were on the power play. And one was a shift where he couldn't get off the edge. God. And he didn't want to get off. He could have. He yeah. just didn't want to. But the decor as a whole is playing unbelievable. Yeah. Wow, look at the shift difference. He played nine shifts tonight. And, and everyone else played, played over 30 except wow. Merrill. That's crazy. All right, so my prediction. Here. Sorry? My prediction. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I meant like, yeah, sorry. I. You know what? I don't even really know. I really thought I was going to hit this one. Stop. I did. Why? Because he was taking warm-ups. He was taking warm-up. He's having some fun. Sorry, I have to point this out because your uncle's really emphasizing it. Yeah, go he ahead. He said it twice, actually. What? If Romanov is in, we win. That's what he says. It rhymes. It sucks that he's not in the lineup, It really man. does suck. And it Gustafson really does reeks. Suck. Gustafson's bad. Gustaf- Ever since he skated over the puck and Trevor Lewis... Went in on a 2-1-1 against Jake Allen. I could see Merrill coming out, though. No, nah, actually not. No, it, it should be it should be Gustafson out. And I don't care. Oh, you know what? He plays in the power play. It's not like he's a, well, quote-unquote, that's what they call him, a power play specialist. He's really not. Like he's, he was Petrie can ago. do that job. I don't care what side you shoot. Petrie can do that job. Right. They clearly want to play, play these like defensive defensemen. Not, not pure defense, but... You know, these guys who aren't just pure offense like Gustafs. The big guys who can shut down and lock down, and they're not, they're not the quickest, right? Mm-hmm. Their foot speed is negative. Like Sherrod, like yeah. Weber. But Petrie played a very solid game. That's actually my prediction. What is? Two assists from the red-eyed Petty. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Petrie. <laughs> Who's <it> Petty? <laughs> Petey. Oh. Jeff Petrie. I love Jeff Petrie, man. I, we so were actually, this is the last thing I think we should say, but um, Liam made a very good comment. I think... Um, I think Petrie's our most skilled player yeah. up front. Like, I mean, like, as a, like, up front, you mean, price. Yeah. 
No. Up front by you mean like defense in and front off, of Price. Yes, okay. anything, anything in front of the goalie. Yeah, yes. I just want to be specific. We're not talking about skill. We're not talking about speed. We're not, we're not talking about like offensive production. We're saying overall who's the best player on the Canadians. And so I said Petrie. What about skill? Actually, I want to hear this. Skill. Who's Nick your number Suzuki. one skilled guy? Nick Suzuki in my eyes. You're Is it? You're going to say KK. No, I won't. You're going to say Cole so Caulfield? Cole? No. So then who? Jonathan Drouin. <laughs> I'm not even joking. No, no. You guys think I'm joking. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because... Jonathan Drouin, I believe he is the most skilled okay, player on the team. Okay, but he's not on our team right now. We're paying him $5 million. <laughs> well, he's the highest paid forward. Okay. See, now you're no. actually being loud in the mic, so it's going to sound well, good. We'll be serious. Drouin is a very skilled player. He's drafted third overall. Like He clearly has some skill, but what is he doing now? No, no. You, got, Kulak has more you guys said, who is the most skilled player on this team? And last time I checked... Jeff Molson's paying him $5 million a year no, to play. Well, it's Molson's well, pocket. Yeah, fair enough. To play fair enough. or played. Okay, fine. But I, I think Nick Suzuki is more skilled than Jonathan Joy. At this point in his career, I do. And he's 20. I miss Joe. Like the, the I'm laughing ima- because of the way you say it. <laughs> no, because the no, amount actually, of... I'm curious. Where would you put Drew Wayne in? Like what line? I know exactly where. Byron? Along, in, switch Instead that spot. of Byron. I'd yeah. put him next to Merrill. <laughs> Where on the bench? <laughs> Stop. We can't make fun. Well, we're not making fun of him. We're not making fun. We're just <laughs> predicting where he'd go in. I'd I'd see him instead of I don't know. Byron. Sorry, but, I can't but stop I'm laughing. sorry. Like, but Byron had a good game. I, I actually saw a tweet today, and it nice. said, "Oh, by the sorry, I have to cut you off." <laughs> that pass by Byron was exceptional. Which it was nice. The one where on the on the on, on the, the overtime in the overtime oh. that was it. Okay, that was a sick pass. So I, I actually yeah, saw Liam, continue. Sorry, go say we. Byron is the guy that you want to take out of the lineup, but, but you can't. Every time you're looking to take him out, he does yeah. something. Impactful. Very good point. You know? you know. Okay, can I give you my two cents on who I would take out of the lineup if I was forced to? Like, let's say Jake Evans was coming back. Take out Lekkonen, not no, Byron. No, I wouldn't. Take out Lekkonen. No, I would take out Eric Stahl. No. He's not winning draws, Mark. Did you see that tape to tape? Sorry, sorry. Can I just can I just tell you something? You know, can you guess what his percentage was? Were on the draw? That was one of the biggest reasons he was brought I have to in. Guess? Here. Yeah. Thirty six. No, thirty. Oh, I was close. Yeah, but no, you were off. But here's the thing. <laughs> I don't take him out. Sorry, we're laughing tonight. We're just in a very good mood, you know. Yeah, and maybe people are gonna appreciate this because I've gone comments before, like, "Wow, you guys are so serious." <laughs> I think we were just so serious because we were so mad at this organization. And now we're winning games. Now, now, now we don't even have to be like too serious about it. The Habs are clearly well, let's doing. Not get, let's not get like too ahead of ourselves. You know? No, no. But I agree with you. No, it's, it's also twelve thirty at night. I don't like to jump the gun, but it's a two-one series, and the Habs are playing their best hockey. Kings of the There's North. Something to be happy about. Clearly. And can like, I understand they're the underdogs, but can Sportsnet and TSN stop saying and they magically come out with this one yeah. again? Stop. Put some respect on our name because at Literally. the end of the day. We're the one team that made it out of the North. I think we had the worst odds to make it out of the North heading into this playoff run, if I'm not mistaken. And now we are up 2-1 against arguably the best team in the league, right? Yeah, and or before... Top five, top three team in the league. Before we end this episode... I don't want to end it. It's really fun. Yeah, it is, but Can I bring we one have more to. more topic of discussion? Yes, please. Yeah, yeah, but before we do, before I forget, because I want to mention this, um, every episode for the past, what has it been, three weeks, the past two weeks, I've mentioned... Um, an Ontarian 
landmark that has represented the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, the, the, the well, it was the Niagara, Niagara Falls. Falls. Niagara Falls. Even so, the CN Tower was red. Yeah, but that was yeah that was the first one, and then it was um, Town Hall, the flag. Mm-hmm. Doug Ford was wearing a jersey, and now Niagara Falls, bleu blanc et rouge. Love to see it yeah. because once again, it was three one for Toronto. If you don't, if you haven't forgotten. I'm not even a Leafs fan. Or if you have forgotten. The of you that. Leafs fans probably don't like me. And I so be they it. I like the Habs in general. But I'm going to stick it in their faces every time. <laughs> okay, because... let, me, let me bring one thing up. Okay, go ahead. Is it golf? <laughs> Something. Okay. I'm not going to jinx it. Anyways, um, looking at Vegas' team and Montreal's team, I, you're talking about Sportsnet like, always favoriting Vegas because yeah. you know, they have that... that, that they're not... They're team. salty. But I... I if I'm looking at it depth-wise, you know, Vegas Montreal. has Ryan Reeves, Will Carrier, like all these guys. Yeah. Their their depth isn't as good as it's, it, not, it's made out to be. I'm choosing the hat. If, yeah. if you want to win a depth game like hockey is, it, hockey is based on depth. Like you, you need those guys who can score, but a depth game... I'm choosing the Habs. Well, right, like, what, what you're, they're going to depend on Keegan Colasar? They Nick play as a Roy? unit. They just play like, as a unit. Again, I, I think coached sp- very well. Sportsnet, I don't know if it was Sportsnet or TSN. They touched on this. They compared the minutes played, or the time on ice of all the Habs players, and you look at it, I mean, just looking at it here, everyone's playing over 11 minutes. And the, the lowest one was Josh Anderson. He had, he had no, two goals. It, to, it was a stall. No, Anderson played 11.59. No, 13.30. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, everyone played over 12 and a half minutes, and it's very spread out. It's evenly spread out. Uh, we can pull up Vegas really fast. Ryan Reeves played six minutes, you, by the way. You look at their forwards are – they're playing over 24 minutes, their top guys, and their lower guys are playing about 10 minutes. Right, and at the end of the day, just to kind of agree with you in a sense – Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty, who are unbelievable players, are not the types of players that you play for 24 minutes, right? Because as good as they are defensively, offensively, in all three zones, they're not Connor McDavid, they're not Austin Matthews, they're not Nathan McKinnon, and those are players that could play those ga- those those minutes and perform every time they're on the ice. Where are they, by the way, though? Yeah, right. I, I look, I agree with you, but you know what I'm you know what I'm getting. I'm, I'm, not sure. I'm clearly not, overplaying. Yeah. Their, your top players isn't how you win a cup. Yeah. You look at the Islanders. I, yeah, I love Kyle to compare the, the Habs and the Islanders. <laughs> I, the Habs and Islanders don't play the same game, but you know the Islanders built a team where it's four lines deep. Everyone's playing spread out, e- even minutes. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they're battling with Tampa. They're down in the series. But, again, Tampa has a very deep team. Even though they have superstars, they have a third line that's competitive and can play against those top lines. Yeah, sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to agree with you because go look at the Stanley Cup winning team, correct me if I'm wrong, but 2019, St. Louis Blues. Yeah. Three lines deep. I mean, at the end of the day, their superstars are cons- are consisted of Vladimir Tarasenko, Ryan O'Reilly, and Jordan Binnington in that series. Binnington. And Petrangelo, actually. Yeah. But, but regardless, their third line was coming up big. Their fourth line was coming up big. Their third D pairing was playing some great some great hockey. So with that being said, I think you're spot on there in the sense that the teams that are going to win the cup are the ones that can roll four lines confidently. And the ones that are arguably 
capable of putting out a guy like Eric Stahl or Corey Perry, and and those guys are actually giving them a chance to to win, or they're giving them a chance to score goals. You know what I mean? And yeah. You're not you're not screwed over when you get an icing and your fourth line is on and they roll out Pacioretty and Stone. Let's say you're not screwed over because you can trust those guys to get the puck out and get a change. I mean, Eric Stahl is not the best faceoff man, but you know he does his job. He he's top what five in points on the Habs right now in the playoffs. Like. Clearly, it's working out. He didn't have a good regular season, and everyone was pissed off at Bergevin for making that trade. But at the end of the day, look at our lines. We're a deep team, and it's co- clearly working out. Which trade? The Eric Stahl trade. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I people think... were mad that we weren't playing Evans. Yeah, exactly. Point, but, okay. you know, now the lines are figured out. Or Kotkaniemi. He's yeah, on the wing. Or Kotkaniemi. But now, now it seems like it's, it's just rolling. The team's rolling, and they have this chemistry, and it, it's just working out. That's... That's it. What do you um, if Evans, let's say, game game four on Sunday? I mean, I don't know what his status is. I really don't. He's still wearing non-contact is jersey. He not, is he wearing non-contact? Yeah. Okay, so I'm not even gonna jump the gun there. But let's see, let's say hypothetically he were to come back. Who do you I don't put out? him in. You don't put him in at all. I, I come would. on, I do. Yo, it's more his injury. It's his fourth concussion since 2018. Yeah, that's that's tough. You got You got to make sure this guy is 120 percent, not 110, because if he goes out there, and gets a bump to the head, it could be the slightest thing, and his career's right. over. Right. And he's an important piece moving forward. But again, if it was a leg injury, if it was something else, and he had to come back in, I take out Lekkinen. I think they play a similar style offensively, where they're more gritty. If that's a word. And defensively, they're both reliable. Mm-hmm. So I take out Lekkonen. Okay, fair enough. Your your uncle, uh, your uncle really is emphasizing that Stone and Patchetti are looking for the big goal, and I and I kind of agree with him. I think I think more Patchetti than Stone, but I think Patchetti is, like we talked about pregame, he's looking for, he's kind of on a quote unquote revenge tour here. You know, like he's mm-hmm. trying to prove himself against his former team, the team that he was a, a, a captain for. I think he wants to put the puck in the back of the net and prove the haters wrong, and I think that's what he's too focused on to the point where he's it's not really worrying about yeah. the team game, right? It's affecting him. It's it's clearly absolutely. in his head. He this guy's a thirty goals, thirty plus goal scorer. Yeah, almost forty, right? So absolutely. And I, again, I don't want to jinx anything, but this guy knock on wood if you have to. Yeah, this this guy hasn't been producing. Like he's hit posts. He's obviously playing his game. That's for the people listening at home because they have to make sure that I'm knocking <laughs> yeah. on wood here. But again, the, going back to it, the, the depth just pays off at the end of the day. Absolutely. And I think, and, and last thing I'll say, yeah, I think Mark Bergevin the genius. built this team. Oh. What did you just say? The, the genius. Of the year. No, he said the genius. The genius. But I think, uh, but I think Mark Bergevin built this team for this, for this purpose and this oh, purpose definitely. only. Definitely. Right? Because he knows that, look. For the time being, big free agents are not necessarily gonna, you know, walk right into Montreal on a ten million dollar contract, regardless of the money, right? So, what he's ca- what he was capable of doing is bringing in guys on four, five, six million dollar contracts, who are willing to play this style, and this style consists of rolling four lines, and there's no line one, and all these people are willing to commit to this game plan that is provided by the coach. And you're seeing it. You're seeing it. Right before your eyes. So we'll end it on this. Question of the day. Question of the day. Are we going to answer the question of the day or are we just going to let it sit? No, we're going to we'll let it sit. On, how about we post it on Instagram? 
Okay, so then... <laughs> no, what? Because my it, question of the day was more going to be like, oh, just DM me the answer on Habs Culture Instagram. Well, that's, well, that's what I was thinking. Because my question of the day was about Marc Bergevin. Mm-hmm. What are you laughing about? What's his gym workout routine? <laughs> Look at his biceps through those suits. Okay, this is getting a little weird <laughs> I'm just saying. Look at his hair also. Yeah. That was my question of the day. Well, do you have I think a it's been a very question of the day? No, but I think we should put, put one out, you know, for people to answer. Okay. And, uh, it's been a very one? goofy episode, so I just wanted to throw that out there. No, it has, it, it's, it's more uh, structured than our pregame. Oh, yeah. Anyways, so real question of the day? Do you have one? I don't know if I have one. Um, that was the only one that popped into my head. <laughs> so, you know what? You we'll do that next episode. Yeah, we'll do it next episode. And we'll put it on our Instagram and social media and stuff so you guys can answer and... Have some fun with that. Yep. And on that note, Liam, thanks for joining us. Thank you for those who joined us on Instagram Live. Thank you for those who are listening to this. And we'll catch you next week. Thanks a lot, guys.